It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Uh, I'm very well. I've got so many pieces of paper in front of me because we're having problems with our internet server today. So I'm trying to oh grab all of the pieces of papers that I have here because there's uh, questions coming in for you. There was one in that I want to get to from Don that says, question please for Jane. I have the yellow can oral eardrops for my dogs or I got it from an ear infection for my dog last year. Now I still have enough of the clean oral bottle. Can I get more of the can oral over the counter during these restricted times as is another ear infection? I'm washing and cleaning it daily with the clean oral but I need to get the other drops. Mm. Done. I think this is a difficult one. I think if your dog has a recurrence of the signs of an ear infection and that's usually kind of itching and scratching at the head sometimes there's a bit of head shaking um, it can be quite a distressing thing for the dog and also for you because you, you see them in, in some element of distress and it's not nice to see. Um, if this is a recurrent issue I think I wouldn't be inclined to use to jump straight in and use the products you have at home because sometimes if they've been used during a previous infection they may be contaminated with whatever bugs were in there before um, now sometimes not, sometimes it's okay but I, I think sometimes it can cause more problems than it solves as regards getting uh, more ear cleaner, I think that's quite a simple thing to do and I think usually if uh, a dog has uh, intermittent ear infections, I normally advise that they have a, a new bottle every time they have a flare-up so that you're not kind of contaminating going forward. Um, as regards the, the the can oral, which is actually a, a prescription-only medicine, so that's, that's a, a little antibiotic drop that goes down into the ears, I think before you get any more of that, speak to your own vet locally who knows your own dog's history. They'll have a chat to you, discuss other things, probably like just making sure he hasn't got any other signs of illness and that it will be safe to go ahead with that. And uh, they may suggest that he is seen or they may prescribe some medication. I think in this case, I would be a little bit nervous about using what you have already just in case it's kind of contaminated from before. But I think really speak to your local vet. They'll be able to help you either with seeing the dog if, if it's required. And I know during COVID, we are a little bit restricted in what we can, we can see as vets. Um, but they'll certainly be able to be able to guide and help you out and make sure that your infection, if it is present, gets sorted for you. OK, Roger has a border collie, uh, 12 years of age, male, has noticed sores between the pads on his feet. Is there anything they can self-medicate with? Oh, OK. So sores between the pads and the feet, it can be a number of things. Um, sometimes it can be uh, an early sign of itching and scratching. So if the dog is licking at the feet quite a lot, that's generally a sign of discomfort or itching. Now, sometimes that can just be a little bacterial infection or even a little parasite. 
sometimes it can be things that are a little bit more sinister. Like if he's been walking in a funny area um, that might have, let's say, sharp objects or stones, sometimes they could become lodged. It's almost like the feeling of, oh, wait, I don't know if you've ever got a little, a little splinter of wood under your fingernail. Dreadful. Um, it's that kind of Very thing. Very painful. Um, so I think certainly sores can be an indication both of discomfort if it's from the dog licking, but sometimes they can be if there is something stuck inside the paw. Now, there are a number of other things, other lumps and bumps that can be on the paw. Um, so I think the best thing would be to give your local vet a call. Again, because of COVID, we're a bit restricted, but mo- most vets in my area, I know we, we certainly are from our own clients, happy to speak to them about things. And sometimes we might suggest that they send in pictures if it's not something we can see in person. Um, so I think have a chat to your local vet, particularly as well. He'll be aware of, of his history over the years. Um, he may ask you to send in some photos depending on his preference or her preference and they'll be able to get you sorted out. But there are a number of different causes so it wouldn't be something I'd, I'd wade in and, and suggest um, treatment for immediately. Okay, Sheila has a cat that's started for no apparent reason to lose hair, both okay. sides of his body. It's an eight-year-old cat. What could be causing it? Okay, first and foremost, um, I think there's, there's two main things. If there's some itching and scratching involved, then I would say my first step, 100%, would be to make sure it's up to date on its parasite treatment. So that means treatment for fleas, mites, lice, tick. You just want to make sure that there's nothing underlying and not any kind of, let's say, unwanted visitors on the coat that are going to be causing irritation of the skin and some itching. Now, cats can actually be really, really secretive about their itching behaviours because they kind of want to put on a, a strong front when they're around their owners sometimes. So they might actually disappear off and, and itch overnight or itch in a corner or lick themselves and the hair may begin to break down and come out so we get this appearance of baldness. Now, there are, that will be by far and away the most common thing that will be the cause or some, some allergies of the skin can cause a lot of itching. There are some rarer causes, usually due to hormones that can, can cause hair shedding in cats. It's a lot more common in dogs. So I'd say my first step, as long as your cat is otherwise well in him, him or herself um, and eating, drinking, a nice bright little cat and otherwise happy, would be to contact your vet, make sure that they're up to date on their flea treatment. Now, it depends on the products. Sometimes it's monthly if it's a spot on, but there are other products available that last for up to three months. So speak to your vet about what you've been using and the duration of treatment. Get them sorted for that initially, and if things don't improve, have a chat to your vet about whether whether he needs to be seen or whether there might be investigations that need to be done. Okay. Anne in Mallow has a problem with a, la- a three-year-old Labrador. Is is neutered, perfect in every way, except when it comes to feeding him. Okay. He would always start growling. Now, she said initially you were able to say stop and the dog would stop and feed him. But now it's got to the stage where he continues growling, even when the food is put down. And she said you can almost hear the, you can almost see the hair standing up on the back of his neck. She said it's gone to the stage that she has to feed him and almost run away. And it's like he's inhaling his food. She said she got one of those magic bowls to slow him down uh, eating and it did work for a while but she's now starting to get nervous about yeah. him when it comes to food and particularly because she has a child but he's a perfectly calm dog yeah. but you put food into the equation and he becomes a, a different animal. I think we see this occasionally and I think really it has to come down to safety first and I, I, I think your, your listener is entirely right to just be a little bit mindful of safety particularly when there's kids involved that may not be let's say able to read the signals of of, let's say growling and a little bit of aggression as well as as well as an adult would um i think first and foremost safety first i wouldn't have any small people any kids around while there is feeding going on 
um, just to limit limit exposure just in case any we don't want any accidents to happen. I totally empathise with your feeling of feeling a little bit worried about feeding him now because he's getting a little bit worse with his growling behaviour. And this is a behaviour that we, we call food aggression. Um, so it's, it's aggression that really, in this case, only manifests when there's food involved. And it's kind of a protective mechanism. For one reason or another, this little dog has probably entirely wrongly got it into his head that somebody's going to steal his food. Um, so he's guarding it. Now, this can be really, really unhelpful as a behaviour and it can be a little bit dangerous um, because we don't want it manifesting into bleeding into, let's say, other areas of life where the aggression shows up elsewhere. And I think it's something that really needs to be nipped in the bud. I think safety first, just make sure you're safe and everybody else in the family is safe. Um, well done with getting the magic bowl for slowing him down with the inhaling of the What's food. the magic bowl? Um, magic bowls, as far as I'm aware, the ones I know, are they're almost like little puzzles where you can put the food in and they're oh, in funny yeah. little shapes. I, I have one for one of my dogs. Um, and it essentially just slows them down. They're actually a really great thing to do for, let's say, dogs that are trying to lose weight as well because it can slow them down a little bit so that they realise they're full. Um, but in this case, I think the really important thing is safety and try and regain some level of control. So I wouldn't start working with him with food involved. I would start working with him in a totally different environment, no food involved, and start just reinforcing the basic things like sit, stay, lie down, leave it, um, just the basic training. Really reinforce that. Don't get food involved initially because you really want to keep everybody safe. I think the best thing I would advise is just start reinforcing his initial training if that has been done. If not, now is a great time to start. We're all in quarantine. We have a little bit of extra time in our hands, but just make sure you keep everyone safe. And I think this is a case I would advise that you contact your local vet so that they can potentially refer, refer you for um, assistance or at least a discussion with uh, an animal behaviourist um, and a dog trainer to see if there's ways that we can we can nip this behaviour in the bud just to make every everybody in the family happy and feeling safe again. Because he's a young dog as well. Exactly. He's, he's, he's only three. Exactly. Okay, and uh, a final one. Would Jane the vet have any hope Home remedies in these times, especially um, as we don't want to put pressure on vets with everything that's going on. My dog has an itch. I've been to the vet six times, different treatments, no better. Any home remedies for an itch? I'm afraid not really. Um, particularly it's one of the hardest ones, isn't it, to sort? It is super hard and I think all you have to do is, is just really trust the process as vets. Uh, we, as vets we really empathise with pet owners with itchy dogs because it's super frustrating you don't want to see your, your pet being itching and scratching and a little bit distressed but we are aware it, it, it can sometimes be a very quick fix but sometimes it can take a lot of time and thinking to get things right so I think just working closely with your vet in a stepwise fashion to, to get to the bottom of it and get some treatment on board that will sort things as regards home remedies I don't really have any to be totally honest and that's a really important point as well I, I my heart goes out to people who are trying to take pressure off the vets and, and, and thank you but I think more than ever if you need help for your pet although we may not be able to see every every pet let's say for routine treatments we can certainly have the ability to help out with the sick pets in the emergency cases so if you're worried about your pet please don't hesitate to contact us we can give you plenty of advice and arrange for treatment if required and I think one really important thing to stress is if you think you want to use a home remedy, speak to your vet first because there's a lot of medication that we take every day as humans. Um, for example, paracetamol is a big one. Paracetamol is something that we occasionally encounter that 
pets have had paracetamol poisoning because um, cats in particular, it's totally toxic to them. So please don't be tempted to, to use what you have in the cupboards. Have a chat to your vet first. OK, and very quickly, uh, Yorkie, she's had pups three days ago, eating very well, but she looks empty. Um, I'm wondering, is there anything I could give her, particularly she's nursing the pups? Yeah, oh, well... I'm glad she's had a safe birth and everything's okay. Um, I think just it, it's really just an energy in and energy out. So if the pups are suckling on her, she's going to have a, a really high nutritional need. So just make sure she's getting really good quality food on board. Um, there are lots of vitamin supplements you can do, but to be honest, I think as long as they're having a, a high quality, high energy, balanced diet, um, for a nursing mother then everything should be fine I think if she's well in herself and happy and she is of course good. going to look thin because she's had the pups so exactly, she's, that's, exactly. that's why she looks so thin it takes a little while thin. for everything to tighten up again ok listen as it does with humans listen have a good week you and I will chat to you next Thursday thanks for that that Thank is uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary uh, Group 